Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? I am Iron Man. Welcome to Beyond the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister. Christian Arnold. And we are here to talk all things Disney from the theme parks, the movies, the video games, the streaming services, anything Disney. We will talk about it. So it's been a few weeks, but uh, yeah, we, so we're going to catch up on some news. Some stuff that's going to be outdated by now, we're just not even really going to focus on. Um, so we're going to focus on... A lot of the big news uh, and kind of preview, you know, D23 stuff that was released earlier today um, on what they're going to do at D23 this year for Disney+. Plus. So we're going to kind of preview all of that information. So uh, today uh, we're going to start off with news that is a whopping 20 days old uh, about <laughs> around this time. Uh, Rise of the Resistance is opening December 5th at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disney's Hollywood Studios, 2020 at Disneyland. So Disneyland opened their Galaxy's Edge first in May. Uh, uh, Disney Worlds is opening in August, but Disney is actually going to, uh, they're actually going to get that one done first and in um at hollywood studios um apparently there was some sort of issue that um, needed to be reversed but it was easier for hollywood studios to reverse it because they hadn't actually gotten to that part yet because they were behind while disneyland has to actually like backtrack so december 5th for hollywood studios january 17th 2020 for disneyland so there we go. They have this cool poster with Kylo Ren and X-Wings and um, stuff like that that you can view. Uh, but it's a really cool poster. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm glad we got a date. So, like, the full park will, you know, the full land will be open around December 5th. Let's see what else we got here today. Disney Skyliner is officially opening September 29th at Walt Disney World. So that'll be open for when we go in October. Are you going to ride it? Um, possibly. Joy won't let me, I don't think. She's too worried about how high up it is. I mean, I, 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 mean, I would. I just don't know like that it's going to be convenient. You know what I mean? On that yeah, trip yeah. type of thing. Like anywhere that we're going. But... I mean, I'm not afraid to. Well, you could go from Hollywood to Epcot, but... Um, oh, that's true. That's true. But I like the walk. Uh, for people that don't know, well, Weight Watchers now, and I'll still be on my Weight Watchers program in October when we go down, so I got to definitely um, probably take the walk, is what I'm thinking there. Because I probably won't be eating that well when we're down there for the three days. Yeah. 
Um, but it will connect uh, Hollywood and Epcot. It'll connect Art of Animation, Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, and the new Riviera Resort opening in December. I think they're cool looking. I think that new, um, which one has it? The Coronado Springs that has the new building or whatever. I think that looks pretty cool. Right. I've seen a lot of people posting about that lately. Let's see here. We also have, um, the, uh, Primeval World is extended again. (laughs) To be closed through August third, so it's been closed that? since June seventeenth. Yet to be announced why it's closed. It was supposed to open on July twenty eighth. Hmm. I don't know what could possibly be wrong with it. Yeah, it's not like they're doing some big update or something. Right. They're like right. totally re- yeah. revamping it see here we also have um splash mountain funko pops this was announced yesterday um are going to be releasing at disneyland resort on august 3rd and shop disney on august 14th it's a three pack that features brer bear brer fox and brer rabbit and they look adorable uh but probably going to be a lot of money for three of them that's what i'm thinking so i don't know if i'll be able to get that yeah. Uh, we also had some sad news over the weekend. The voice of Minnie Mouse and Disney legend uh-huh. Russie uh-huh. Taylor died at uh, age 75 on July 26. Yeah, I saw that. That's sad. Yeah, she's been uh, voicing Minnie for more than 30 years. I am starting to wonder. I don't. Um, yeah, she was still voicing Minnie consistently. So. I don't know if they have somebody ready or or not. Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. That's I saw that. I'm like, wow. Especially, that's a long time to be doing it. But I guess they'll be looking if they haven't already. I didn't realize this either, but she, um, in the mid '80s, they she married Wayne. Uh, I mean, that she found Wayne Allwine, who voiced Mickey since 1977, oh, uh, really? and they got uh, they were married in 1991, and uh, Wayne passed away ten years ago. Oh wow, that's sad. Yeah, kind of cute. She's also voiced uh, for other voices here. She voiced. Um, Nurse Mouse in Rescuers Down Under. Uh, she voiced uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie and Webigail in the original DuckTales animated series. She was also in Tailspin, Little Mermaid, the TV series, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, Kim Possible, as well as modern favorites, Sophia the First, Lion Guard, and Tangled, the series. Oh, wow. And that list is from WDW News Today. I don't know if maybe they actually found that list somewhere else um she's also uh, bet you didn't know this um but uh, she was also voicing she also voiced martin prince and the twins sherry and terry on 100 episodes more than 100 episodes of the simpsons as well as the simpsons oh, movie wow yeah that's interesting 
Yeah. Usually when they lose a voice actor, they, they retire those roles. So I'm assuming Martin and the Sherry and Terry might get retired. You think? Yeah, that's what they usually do. That's what they did up to Phil Hartman after his passing. And which one was he? Uh, he what? voiced a whole Voice? bunch of them. Oh. Troy McClure. If you ever remember uh, Troy McClure, and he's like, you might know me from such movies as... Yeah. Yeah, they, they got rid of his character once... Um, Phil Hartman passed away, tragically. Hmm. Um, so we'll see if they do or not. Because, um, I mean, The Simpsons seems to be able to go on forever, but uh, all their voice actors are, are starting start to get up. older. Yeah, The characters are going to outlive the, the voices. Right. Just like, and that's pretty much like anything, though. I mean, really, if you look at... Like, let's say the Flintstones or Scooby-Doo. Like, these voices have outlived some of their original yeah. voice actors. You know, like, um, uh, like Casey Kasem voiced Shaggy. And now Matthew Lillard voices Shaggy. Yeah. And remarkably... You have to, like, find another person to... Yeah, re- remarkably, Fred is still voiced by the same guy. After all these years. But, uh, yeah, so I, eventually that might happen to The Simpsons as well, but um, and to get rebooted later down the line. But for that to get rebooted, they have to actually end the show first. Uh, <laughs> but it would probably happen at some point. Yeah. Um, Somewhere down the line it will. Right. Not-so-scary Halloween party, the Boo to You parade at Magic Kingdom is getting some new floats and enhancements so it's getting a um it's getting a tomorrowland float which has a um let's see where is that okay so it first starts off with mickey and minnie in a halloween in new halloween costumes uh they represent Liberty Square. The Haunted Mansion unit features Hitchhiking Ghosts and a new addition, the Spectral Bride, who glides among the waltzing spirits. A new Tomorrowland unit brings the Incredibles and Designer Extraordinaire Edna Mode, uh, followed by Buzz Lightyear and Alien Explorers, discovering crystalline treasures on the surface of a planetary playset float. Some of these are recycled from other parades and stuff like that. Um, kicks off August 16th uh, through November 1st. So, yeah, through November 1st. Uh, but starts in just a few days. That's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Very crazy to think about. Um... Let's see here. So uh, that's most of the park news that I had. I have a lot of movie news uh, from Comic Con and D twenty three and oh well, some stuff I mean, like that. I mean, I guess it'll fall under park news. Is that um, when we were in Disney Springs today or today Sunday, we saw that the NBA experience is right coming along. Right, that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I'm not an NBA follower, but just the fact that it's already kind of up and running. I, th- 
thought it was going to take a lot longer to kind of get part of that up and running. So to see them making progress on it, pretty good because that's kind of just been an empty block after they closed um, Disney Quest. So to have something there to kind of draw in people. Yeah, they. Um, I was going to say we didn't. I, I guess I. I don't know. I didn't see anything about it recently. Um, like progress or opening. Right. Me or neither. Anything. What? Me neither. Yeah, and so, like, when we were walking down there, you know, Zach's like, hey, is that open? Because, you know, the whole outside was kind of, like, it looks like people are going in there. But then, like, just past it where the actual, like, experience part is, that part of the outside is still, like, you can tell kind of under construction. Like, it had that, um, I don't even know, like, what's that called? Like, you know how, like, drywall looks a certain way? Like, it still looked like that. Yeah, And then, yeah. like, but then they had the signs up and everything. So the store is open, and they were letting certain people in the actual experience entrance. And when you walked into the store, um, it's like the store, and then to the right of it, it goes into the, like, other part. And mm-hmm. they had, like, people guarding that there, like, hmm. so that only certain people would go in. But I couldn't really, I tried, like, looking just to see what else you could see and if there was anything really you know, for them to do, you know, mm-hmm. but couldn't really see too much. So it should be soon, I'm guessing, because they were letting people in to do certain things and maybe it's just like a little bit of things. That I'll they say have left, they'll, they'll definitely have it ready for the season starting, which is like in October or something. So, oh, that's true. That's I, true. I think they'll want it open in time for that. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, like you, I'm not like a huge basketball person or whatever and I wish they would have opted to put something else there but it's just kind of like cool to see something else at least right I mean I'd probably along. I'd probably be a bigger fan of it if we had a team here but we just don't even really have a team nearby and it's just I'm not yeah. really I'm not I'm not into it enough to watch uh you know just casually about Some other, uh, one, other yeah. teams yeah but you know it's big in Europe and stuff too people love watching the NBA over there so um, you know, and we get a lot of European visitors, so it could be a huge draw. Oh, that's true. So, uh, this just came out today, so we're going to cover this before we cover some of the Comic-Con stuff, because that's going to probably take a lot longer. Uh, but on D23.com, they came out with an article about Magic is streaming at D23. So, it has, um... A whole list of stuff that's all the D, all the Disney Plus and Hulu stuff that they're going to be having going on at, at D23 this year. So, uh, on August 23rd at 3:30, uh, they having they're having a Disney Plus first look showcase. Um, so it's going to have a first look at Lady and the Tramp the movie, the live action one that's direct to the service, The Mandalorian, the Star Wars live action show high school musical the musical the series <laughs> I, I can't make it through that title uh without laughing um oh, just because of how repetitive it and is. how yeah how ridiculous it is yeah i i should have called you know what we they should have called it high school musical the musical about high school musical the series <laughs> <laughs> just to really throw you off there yeah um, so you really know what it's about right right uh, and many more, it says. 
But uh, so I'm thinking that's the first time we're also going to get a trailer for the Mandalorian outside of. So they released one at um, uh, not Comic Con, but they released it at the the Star Wars. Um, what is that called? I'm blanking. Star Wars um, Celebration. Uh, they released a trailer of it there, but didn't release it to everybody else. Um, and since we're going to be getting close to the November launch of Disney Plus and The Mandalorian, I'm assuming that we're going to get um, maybe a few days later or right after it, they'll post it online. But I think we're going to get something very soon about uh, like a trailer, The Mandalorian, that gets people excited to subscribe for uh, Disney Plus. So two hours after this um, showcase is High School Musical, the musical, the series, sneak peek screening, and panel. That's August 23rd, 5.30 p.m. at D23 Arena. Um, so it's going to have a special event screening of the first episode and a panel with the new cast and uh, on the stage. Then we have the Disney Plus Pavilion. So they're actually going to have a pavilion there all about Disney Plus. Uh, it's going to have demonstrations for guests of the Disney Plus app across mobile and TV devices, showcasing unprecedented collection of entertainment from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, and more. They will also see costumes and props from Disney Plus Originals and have the opportunity to subscribe to the service with a special offer available exclusively to Expo attendees and D23 members. So it sounds like if you're a D23 member and you're at the Expo, you get a special price, it sounds like, or a special deal. So if you're going, hit up that D, uh, Disney Plus pavilion. They also have a Hulu Plus uh, Hulu pavilion, which will have 20 iconic costumes and artifacts, including the famous red robe worn by Elizabeth Moss in The Handmaid's Tale, um, paintings featured in Season 1 of Castle Rock, George Clooney's Catch-22 costume, uh, let's see here. It's going to have props about upcoming originals like Little Fires Everywhere and select shows in Hulu's streaming library, such as The Good Doctor, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and The Goldbergs. Disney Plus Pavilion Stage Programming. They'll also host three full days of panels highlighting the service's diverse originals and its collection of beloved movies and shows, along with a special ESPN Plus Programming. So they're going to have some special stuff with that. Then they have a full layout of all the panels. So Friday is also going to have a Walt Disney Studios panel. It's going to also have a Phineas and Ferb conversation with the creators of Phineas and Ferb. They're also going to have a lot of ESPN stuff. Simpsons trivia. Um, Forky ask a question panel. Because um, remember, that's going to be a show on there or a series. Um... Prop culture, movie prop, prop showcase, um, the Imagineering story. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of stuff like that. So single day tickets for Friday and Sunday are available for $89 still. Jeez, that's a lot of money. Yes. I'm going to Pokemon for $10. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're charging. I know, when you told me about that, I was... I was totally expecting it to be something more expensive. No, it's great. And they just revealed what I can do there, too. And they have, like, a free, like, a screening of Detective Pikachu that you can watch with fans and all that kind of stuff. So they got a lot of cool stuff going on there. 
But anyway, um, we're not a podcast about that. <laughs> nope. I wouldn't know much about it. <laughs> uh, so some quick stuff too. Endgame has now broken the all-time record of uh, all-time movie highest grossing. Has passed Avatar about ten years oh, after yeah. Avatar <laughs> came out. I saw many, many people saying, well, that's because... Um, Endgame re-released or something. So did Avatar. So did Avatar. You should probably search these things before you post something. Right, right. Well, and the thing is, too, I mean, if you re-release something, it counts towards the total still. And I don't know. I I just, uh, I never thought it would pass it. And, you know, obviously without the re-release, it wouldn't have. So that was something you couldn't really expect. But Disney wanted that. Um, highest grossing of all time even though they own Avatar now but uh, yeah I, I don't know I don't. do you think they will re-release Avatar 1 close to Avatar 2 because if they do then they're going to just lose the record again and I feel like after all they did to get it I don't know if Disney wants that because they can kind of say that, that their original movie in the sense of James Cameron is the one that did Avatar you know and it wasn't under their umbrella originally, so I mean, I could I could see them being like, "No, we're gonna not re-release it." Right. Um. We also got uh, it's all. I'll, I'll eat crow. I said it wouldn't break it just because I thought it'd be pretty hard. And to be honest, it was really hard. I knew it would. It was really hard to break that record. So I'm. I'm you know happy. what's funny though too is that the people that say that kind of stuff like. You had people on social media that were, like, diehard Avatar fans and, like, diehard Avengers. And they would be like, well, wait until Avatar 2 comes out, and that's just going to beat it again. And I'm like, oh, boy. But then you had the people on there saying, like, the you know, the many reasons that Avatar did so well. And, you why know, just why like, Avatar like you said 2 before, won't? It's like, <laughs> it was, like, first of its kind, and it was released in IMAX. And, you know, like, there's just... Well, here's the thing, yeah, Avatar 2 is not going to break the record, okay? Avatar 1 may if they re-release it, but Avatar 2 is not, because I do not know anybody that is on the edge of their seat waiting for Avatar 2. Um, I agree. And, I mean, like, the fact that it's going to be coming out more than 10 years after the last one, and nobody even really talks about Avatar that much anymore. Yeah. You know... Because it was a novelty back then. Nobody really talked about the plot or the characters. I'm sure some people can't even name characters from it. Um, but, I mean, I never saw it. Uh, so, I still have to watch it. Because I want to watch it. <laughs> but it's not, uh, I mean, it's, it's a good movie. But it's, it's... Right. I mean, to be honest, it's amazing it lasted this long to, as, as the highest grossing. Um, and, but uh, it, you know, Marvel deserves this. They they took their time. They built this over eleven years. They took risks. It paid off. You it's know. definitely different because it's the combination of so many different ones coming right. together. It's the first know? sequel to ever be the. I think it's the first sequel to ever be the highest grossing film of all time. Oh wow! So usually it's originals. So that that kind of tells you how they've kind of built up their audience over the eleven years. Yeah. And just been consistent with making good movies. Um, Lion King is nearing a billion. And uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, which is not a Disney film, but does feature a Marvel character, has passed a billion. 
Um, so that's kind of Disney's box office right now. Endgame breaks the all-time record. That's now out of theaters and on digital today, July 30th. And um, on DVD, August 13th. And then Lion King, uh, which I saw, um, which my nephew says wasn't worth the money. Uh, <laughs> Leave it to Even him. before we saw it, he's like, I, we could just watch the cartoon. But, um, and to be honest, it is very close to a cartoon. The, the one thing that really made me upset is that all these people, that I, I saw somebody post a thing before where they were like, they took what the Lion King looks like now and then kind of made those realistic lions look like their cartoon counterparts a bit mm-hmm. and people were like oh this is great and it was great artwork but the thing is if you're going to do that because people were trying to say there's no emotion in some of these lions and stuff because they look like a regular lion well i mean it's kind of the point of the movie in the sense of like it's supposed to look realistic if you then made everything just look like CGI version of the cartoon where they all look the same as their cartoon counterparts then what's the point of the new movie? You know? Right. I mean at least this is displaying new technology it's making um, it's bringing movie making forward and there was some changes I I think the best parts of the film are are, uh, Billy Eichner as uh, Timon and um Seth Rogen as, as Pumbaa are, are probably the best yeah, parts of the movie. That. And that's because they're really close to the original. Um, you know, like, uh, Billy Eichner really reminds you of Nathan Lane playing Timon. Um, there's a really great part, instead of the cross-dressing hula dancing that Timon does, where, uh, um, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it, it, uh, it really made me laugh. And it, it's a really clever way of maybe changing that up um, more modern. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, and the fact that I missed a lot, not a lot, but my nephew had to go to the bathroom four times, so I had to take him. <laughs> One of the times is as Scar is fighting, uh, a Simba at the end of the movie, and I, and we just went, like, 15 minutes ago, and I was like, there's, like, four minutes left, like, Really? Uh, so we came back in and like he, you know, like we only had literally like probably five to six minutes of the movie left. So, um, but I enjoyed it. I think Aladdin's still the better live action movie of the year. But man, did we? I think we called this, didn't we? I, I, well, not like that Aladdin would be better. Be better. But when we looked at this year, right, and we said, well, there's going to be a flop here, and there's going to be a hits here everybody was like aladdin's gonna flop i I kept hearing people say that but then we said aladdin and the lion king would be the hits toy story 4 would be a hit and it was didn't make as much as toy story 3 but it's still successful and we said dumbo would be the flop and we were right dumbo didn't make like any money that would be the flop i don't know you can't say aladdin no a lot of people said Aladdin because they said Will Smith uh, won't be able to do it and, uh, you know, like, the CGI in the trailer looks awful. People are really giving that one a hard time while people are all like, oh, Dumbo with Tim Burton, I want to see it. I had told people as soon as this was announced, Tim Burton with Dumbo, I was like, no thank you, not interested, and I haven't seen it. So. It's not terrible. But Dumbo's not even one of my favorites, so I'm not even like... No. 
really eager to go see it, you know, like, or it's going to be on Disney Plus, so I can just watch it then if I need to. Even a cartoon is like, you watch it once and you're done. Right. It's not something you want to continue. I have not revisited Dumbo in years. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's not bad. I, I feel like it's like super super different whereas like the lion king you know everybody's saying about how it's like an exact you know like 95 percent the same movie you know right to me dumbo is a, a totally different take on it you know same similar story same characters just like a little added twist in there i guess um but I mean, it wasn't bad, but it took a long time to try and get really into it. Like, for the longest time when we started watching, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, yeah. boring. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going to have a hard time with The Lion King, but I'm just reading a lot of people, like, either love it or hate it. Well, that's not true, because I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the middle. Yeah, you're... So. Well, you're the... Your, I don't know, the exception to the rule, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. I think Logan liked it. He said he liked it. He didn't say like he loved it. So I'm assuming he's kind of in the middle, too. Uh, it, it's cool. It, it's cool looking. I do have a complaint, and, and my main complaint is uh, they were really set up to add one of the best Disney songs into this movie, and they did not. They opted for like a new song. But... There's a part where Simba finds out, you know, like, he, after he's talking to his father in the sky, right? Uh-huh. He's going back. It is a perfect time for the song from Lion King 2, which was cut from Lion King 1 by Lebo M, called He Lives in You, uh, to be played as he's running back to the Pride Lands. Instead, they opted, I think, for a new Beyonce song. It sounded like Beyonce. And she's Nala. In the movie. Right, right, So, I was... And I thought they were building to it, to be honest. Because I know they put that into the Broadway show, I think. That he lives in you. So, uh, I was I was really like, man, that would be cool if they played this jam. But they went with the new original song instead. Hmm. Which wasn't as good. Or memorable. I don't even remember what it was. Like, I wasn't uh, singing it afterwards or anything. I've also heard people not like the Be Prepared. Or did they not do it? They did a bit of it. Yeah. I, I heard a lot of people say they were... That's like their favorite one. It's a lot of people's like favorite song in there. It's and a pretty good song. And, and they do is. a bit of it. They do a, like a shortened version of it. But, I mean, I was fine with it. And that's one of my favorite songs. But, um... I guess it's whatever, you know. Uh, it depends what you're going in there looking for. Because, again, I'll say, if you go in there looking for... Here's where it doesn't really win, right? It is kind of really close to the original, but then... And this is why Lion King is probably getting more of a mixed reception than Aladdin. Because Lion King is a more popular movie. And was, at one point, like, Disney's biggest cartoon. Yeah, it, until that Frozen. got a lot more traction on, like, my Facebook and the people. Like... There was way more people that were like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this. I have to go see this. I have to go. You know, right, like, because that was the big movie when we were growing that. up. Yeah. Yeah. That one was like the highest grossing Disney film until 
um, frozen. So w when you have that, you get you get like I don't really know how to explain. It. People want to see the same thing on the screen, but then they go and then if it's not exactly the same, then they complain. Like be prepared, right? And the lions not looking like their cartoon counterpoints, then just watch the cartoon, like like Lucas, right? But if uh, Lucas knows what's up. <laughs> but if you go, and then it's not different enough, people are like, "Well, I could have just watched it at home." So which one is it? Is it? The, and this is what we're kind of coming back to again, like we talked about Mulan with the rumors that Mushu is a peacock or whatever or a phoenix, and the no songs are in there. What do you actually want? Do you want just a, an exact shot-by-shot -shot remake? Or do you want something different? Because then when it is a shot-by-shot, -shot, people say, well, this is just a cash grab that they could have just... I could have just stayed at home. And then if it's not... If it's different, then you're like, well, I didn't get to see my favorite part. My fa And every, here's the thing. Everybody has a different favorite part of the movie, right? Uh, I'm sure there's people that are upset that Timon doesn't do the hula dance. And I'm sure there's people upset about Be Prepared. And I'm sure there are people that... Um, like those changes. It, it's just uh, Disney. When you're remaking something, it's a delicate balance of do we make it exactly the same, or do we add some different stuff to it? And you have to make that decision. And just know that nobody's going to be happy with, with whatever you do. If it stays exactly the same, people complain that it's exactly the same. If you change it, people then complain about the change. So that's kind of what they're running into with these remakes. And I think the reason why it shows more with Lion King, with people being more divisive about it, is because that one was a much more popular... That'd be like remaking Frozen in a few years as a live action, and these kids' generation being adults. And uh, they don't put the songs in it where they make a change to the way Let It Go sang, is sung or whatever, and they're like, well, that's not that's not good. You know? It, it was like a defining movie of the 90s and for our whole generation who are now adults. And I think part of it why people want it to be the same is either because of the nostalgia or because they want to have their kid experience that same feeling in the theater. And the kid won't. I agree. The kid won't because they have their own favorite things. You know, like, uh, this movie wasn't made for the kids. It was, yeah, made for families. But it's mainly to get our age people into the seats that have the spending money nowadays and that we bring our kids, you know. But it's not, like, marketed towards kids, you know. Um, so, I mean, th that's my thoughts on it, but... So make up your mind, people. What do you want? The same or different? The answer is probably a good mix of both, but um, people won't uh, people won't go for that. So our last bit of news here: Comic Con was about two weeks ago, a week and a no, about a week and a half ago, um, and uh, Marvel Studios unveiled their Phase Four slate of films and Disney Plus series. So, Phase 4 will go from May of 2020 to November of 2021. Did you get a chance to see any of this stuff? I'm not sure if I sent you any of this or not. 
think so. Okay, so this is going to be all brand new to you. Uh, but they unveiled all these new logos and the names of the films and the release dates. So starting May for uh, May, uh, what day is this? May first of twenty twenty is Black Widow. It is confirmed to take place between Civil War and Infinity War. So it's not like a prequel prequel, it's just a little bit before. Um, not much to really talk about there. They showed footage of it there. People said it looked really good. Lots of cool action. Stuff like that. Uh, then, coming up on Disney Plus in fall of 2020 is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, the new logo has the Captain America shield on it as well. So it does look like it's going to be, you know, with Falcon um, taking up the Captain America shield. And uh, rumors have it, I don't know how accurate this is, but rumors have it that the um, plot is a, a lot about, like, the, the U.S. government not wanting Sam to be Captain America. I guess they don't think he's you know, worthy of it. I mean, he's barely really... He's not like a big name like Steve Rogers, and he's not as strong as Steve Rogers. So, the main bad guy of that is supposed to be Baron Zemo. If you people, if people remember back in Civil War, he was the one that kind of caused the Civil War to happen. He was uh, the one that, you know, like woke Bucky up with his book, you know, with his code names, and and uh, got Tony and Cap to kind of turn on each other by playing the footage of Bucky killing Tony's parents. So he will be back as the villain. November of... Let's see, November 6th of 2020 is The Eternals, as we reported. Not that we really reported it. We just reported it what other people were saying. Yeah. But the here's the cast list. It's going to be a really good cast... Um, Angelina Jolie is in it. Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and The Bodyguard. Um, Kamel uh, Nan Nanjiani. He is in. Uh, he's in that movie Stuber with um, uh, oh, Dave Bautista yeah. right now, and he was in um, Silicon Valley, and he's been in tons of comedies. Uh, Selma Hayek is in the movie as well. Brian Tyree Henry. Lauren Ridloff, Leah McHugh, and Ma Dong Siuk are the cast here. So they actually got a lot of big names in this cast. And um, that's probably not everybody in the movie either. But uh, they revealed the logo of that too. They didn't really go into the plot that much about it. But they did unveil all the cast. Uh, February 12th of 2021 is going to be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And that is confirmed, if anybody remembers, the plot of Iron Man 3. Um, and Iron Man 3, he goes up against the Mandarin, but it turns out that the Mandarin was not actually the real Mandarin. It was Trevor Slattery um, playing... Uh, playing the Mandarin. Well, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is actually going to have the real Mandarin in it this time. 
So uh, we're gonna kind of getting a good continuation from, and that's what you that's what's great about what you can do with the Marvel universe is, if you uh, do it that way, you know you're able to bring in stuff later, you know, like they are, and um, kind of have it tie into other films, even though we're gonna be. Let's see, we're going to be, at the time that comes out, eight years removed from Iron Man 3. You know, see, it's cool that you kind of get to have that play off of. And um, the guy who plays Shang-Chi is going to be Simu Liu. Uh, uh, Simu Liu? Uh, I'm butchering it. I'm, I apologize. It's not like he's listening, but... Um... <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, he's in a show called Kim's Convenience, um, that's in Canada, but he is casted, he actually, I think, uh, he did a test screening for the role on that Tuesday, and then by Saturday, he was, he got the job and was in town for it, for the Comic-Con. Huh. Well, I'm sorry, it froze. There we go. Okay. The next thing on Marvel's list here is a, another series in spring of 2021. And that series is WandaVision. Um, and uh, do you remember the little girl in Captain Marvel, Monica Rambo, who was like her friend's daughter? No, I don't think so. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. So she's going to be uh, in WandaVision as a grown-up now. Um, so that character, Monica Rambo, will be all grown up and in the WandaVision show. So a nice little tie-in there. Then in May of 2021, we are getting... It's May 7th, 2021. We are getting Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And that is actually going to have Scarlet Witch in it. Elizabeth Olsen will be back in that movie as well. And its plot is going to tie into uh, the show WandaVision. So they are going to be linked. And remember, these shows are probably not going to be like season one, season two type of things. They're probably going to be six or eight episodes and, and finish. Then in... Spring of 2021, we are getting the uh, next series, which is the Loki series. And they confirmed that this Loki series on Disney Plus is going to focus on the Loki from Endgame that escaped in the alternate 2012 with the Tesseract. So, it's going to be about him. So, it's not like they're bringing him back from the dead or anything. Yeah. Uh, then in summer of 2021, we get the cartoon series What If, and that is the uh, they got most of the cast returning except for I think Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> to voice their own to voice their characters. Um, and that's the cartoon series which does like little What If, like What If Peggy was the one that got the serum and not Steve, you know. Uh, yeah. That's the first episode. Then we are also getting in. Let's see what year was what, it's still 2021 i think fall 2021 we are getting the hawkeye tv series starring jeremy renner 
of him passing down the torch to Kate Bishop, who is a um, who is a an, another Hawkeye in the comics. So, and it's also going to focus a little bit on his days as Ronin, you know, with his his, his swords in Endgame. It's going to focus a little bit on that too. Uh, and in November of 2021, the last one of the Phase 4, November 5th of 2021, we're getting Thor, Love, and Thunder. So this will be the first series to have four movies. will be the Thor franchise. Chris Hemsworth is back. Taika Waititi, who did Ragnarok, is back. Uh, Natalie Portman is back as Jane Foster. And Tessa Thompson is back as Valkyrie. And it's going to focus on Tessa Thompson's character, since she is the king of Asgard now, looking for her queen. And uh, Jane Foster is going to be playing uh, the Mighty Thor. So for people that don't know, I'm about to drop some knowledge on you. Uh, for people that don't know, back in like 2013, they did a comic arc where Thor was not worthy, uh, something like that, and the hammer went to uh jane foster and she like transformed into thor so she had like the she had like a helmet on she had long blonde hair no beard uh and she had the hammer and she was worthy so they said that i don't think it's going to be exactly the same and as the comic but they will do that kind of storyline with uh thor 4 love and thunder And uh, that's pretty much all the news that they broke there. They did state that, you know, this is all a Phase 4. They didn't have any time to talk about Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2, Guardians 3. Um, uh, what else is missing? Uh, Fantastic 4 they name-dropped, and they also name-dropped the Mutants, which would be X-Men. And uh, so that might be coming at D23. We'll find out what they talk about. But they did bring um, Mahershala Ali... He was, you know, two-time Oscar winner. He was in The Green Book. He was in, um, I think it was Moonlight. But, yeah, he's an Oscar winner. He was also in, like, House of Cards, if you've seen that. He's Remy. He was in Luke Cage on Netflix as Cottonmouth. And he, they brought him out and said that in Phase 5, he will be playing the character Blade. For people that don't know who Blade is, he is a vampire hunter who's half vampire and he was uh they did a whole series of films i think like two or three movies with wesley snipes back in the late 90s um as blade and that kind of kicked off all of these superhero films that was before x-men even that they did blade Whew, that's a lot to get through but uh <laughs> um but i think out of this list the one that i'm looking forward to the most is probably dr strange 2 uh, I like that we'll see Scarlet Witch with him since, you know, he's a sorcerer, she's a sorcerer. They uh, said it's going to be the first scary movie of the MCU. Still PG-13, but, uh, you know... What would be so scary about it? Well, Doctor Strange does have some very scary villains that can be played. There's a villain called Nightmare that could be in it. Um, I'm not really sure. They didn't really go into depth about it, but... Um, yeah, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for all these Disney Plus series. It's a shame we have to wait until fall for um, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier next year. It'll be here before we know. I know. But I'm really excited for that one, because it's bringing back Baron Zemo from Civil War. We're getting to see 
uh, Falcon from uh, taking up the mantle of Captain America. We get to see Bucky again, and I, I feel like it's just going to have a really cool feel to it, and uh, those two have really good chemistry together, so I think it'll be a um, really interesting story when you look at the TV show side. Um, and I like that WandaVision is going to tie directly into Doctor Strange. I think that's the cool thing. And of course, it's probably going to be done in a way for people that don't have Disney Plus or don't watch the show to understand. Don't forget, there's people that went and saw Endgame that have never seen any other Marvel film. Okay? So the fact, the fact, or they caught up on them later. But the thing is, not everybody who has seen Endgame had seen Ant Man and the Wasp. Right, or had seen maybe Ragnarok. People don't go to these things all the time, so the fact that they're able to follow the plot and still enjoy it and tell their friends to go out and see it means that I'm sure that's how it's going to be for Doctor Strange too as well. There's going to be if you watch the show, you're probably going to get a deeper understanding of something or be like, oh, it's leading right into it. That's cool. Um, but most people, it's not going to affect. You know, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp did not make that much money for a movie that is sandwiched between two Avenger films, and people had no problem with him coming out of the back of a van, like, yep, that's fine, you know, like, an Endgame. Like, nobody even knew who he was if they'd never seen uh, all right, all right. an Ant-Man movie, you know? And he wasn't in Infinity War, so even if you just went and saw Infinity War and Endgame, you're lost. But yeah. they do it in a way where you're just like, okay, just roll with it, or, you know, it's fine. Um, nobody really cares. Um, so I'm assuming that's how it's going to be with this, too. It's going to still have relevance, but not going to be, like, instrumental, I think. Uh, it might be instrumental in the sense of it's going to make things make a lot more sense, but people are still going to go see Doctor Strange without watching WandaVision. I guarantee it. Uh, you're not going to get everybody who goes sees Doctor Strange to have watched WandaVision. Right. But the good thing is, just more for us to consume. So, um, yeah, that's about our show. Uh, I don't have much else to say. Just that I'm excited for these films, and I'm ready for more stuff to be announced during D23, whether it be Marvel, Star Wars, Disney films. I'm just kind of uh, ready for the next news drop. I'm excited for, like, to hear more like old shows being on there right yeah i'm really excited for disney plus um we were just talking about it the other day but like kim possible would be a great one to watch on there even stevens i think was on one of the pictures that they had too. yeah i think i saw that too just to be able to watch that like and and watch that uh uh musical episode which is my favorite episode people don't realize how instrumental that episode was throughout my life um you don't either, probably, but... <laughs> I remember watching the commercials for that, like, nonstop, like, woohoo, I'm excited for this Even Stevens musical. And then I think I watched it, and then it was on again. I know I was in between 8th grade and ninth grade. And I had gotten, uh, you know, I became, I started wearing contacts in 8th grade, and 8th grade, my mom would put those contacts in my eye for me before I go to school. And she was like, I'm not doing this anymore when you go to high school. You gotta figure it out, right? So, I watched that musical while I was putting in my contacts for one of the first times by myself. And I got it while I was watching. And it was during uh, 
um, Lewis's uh, I Always Find a Way, I think. Or, no, it may have been during the uh, the gym class part um, where he's on the you know treadmill and climbing the rope and stuff. So, uh, and then, of course, that's, you know, a lot of those songs have just stuck with me. Like, We Went to the Moon, which I think, did you send that to me, right? Yeah, yeah. The Moon thing. But I remember that episode so well. And I even recently just tried to find it somewhere. You can't find it to watch anywhere that's <clears throat> legal. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, soon you'll be able to. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, all these lost shows that, like, you can't, like... Not that these are Disney shows that I'm about to say here, but, like, there's some shows that I look for you can't find on iTunes, you can't find on streaming services, and you can't find on DVD. And those shows are, like, Yes, Dear, Still Standing. Mm-hmm. Um, shows that I enjoy watching that I used to just watch on syndication all the time that are no longer in syndication. Can you still find Grounded for Life? Oh, yeah, I got the DVDs. Oh, okay. And then, you know which other one? This is so off-topic. According to Jim, I've been thinking about that one. No, that show was awful. That show was awful. I want to watch. Awful. It was. I want to watch my wife and kids again though, just because that was my first experience of Damon Wayans, and um, and. uh, And then he's pretty good in that other show too. Your Lethal Weapon show that you watch. Yeah, that's what made me be like, oh, I really want to watch my wife and kids again. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't hold up that well, but. because Junior got really stupid near the end of it, but um, I just remember yeah. coming home from like baseball practice and watching that show. You know, in the beginning it was really good. Right, but yeah, those are some shows that you can't really find anywhere. I think My Wife and Kids might be on Hulu. To be honest, I think I might saw be. it the other day. Um, but yeah, so the fact that we're going to be able to get those like Disney, and the thing is, like the Disney Channel shows. Even Stevens is not on DVD. Phil the Future is not on DVD. So I want these shows to be so I can watch them. I would have bought them already if they had them on sale, but um, yeah, I'm I'm just that that you're right. That's a really exciting part. One of my favorite things too is you know, like I said, the Simpsons are going to be on there. So uh, thirty seasons of that immediately puts you at like what, like six hundred episodes or something. Yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, so we'll uh, you know we'll uh, be back hopefully more frequently than this. Uh, you know, we do want to cover i think summer is always our hardest time but i I do want to really get into d23 when we get around there so like i said it'd be nice to really do like three episodes of d23 stuff one focused on plus one focused on the parks and one focused on movies i think would be really cool um after each panel or something but i agree it'd be easier to break it down like that right Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening and have a great uh, rest of your week. See ya. Or three, whenever we come back. (laughs) (laughs) They'll come back because we'll need them.